traditional definitions of business, entrepreneurship, and success have historically been reserved for cishet white men, and home-based businesses are often run by the rest of us. Whether you're focused on finances, freedom, friendship, or fun within your business, you get to make the rules and define your own success. And that is feminist as fuck. Welcome to F Words. I'm your host, life and business coach, Kelly Jackson. I am so delighted to introduce you to my client, Anna, today and her company, Sex in Spanglish. She's a phenomenal Latina sex coach dedicated to serving her community in really important ways. The work she's doing in the world is so needed, and her quick start program, Operation Orgasm, kicks off on Monday, January 30th. So if you're listening to this on the day it's released or very shortly after, I'm going to need you to run, not walk, to the link to join in on that. And if you want in on her six-month symposium, that starts the beginning of February. Find everything Anna on her link tree at l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash sex in Spanglish. And on all the socials at sex in Spanglish. Oh my gosh, hello. Hi. I'm so excited to have you here. I like... I'm so excited to have you here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) So today we are talking to my client, Anna, who um, is near and dear to my heart for the work that she does because she is a sex coach. And Lord knows we need more of those in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, darling Anna, tell us about what you do. I'm a jack of all trades. Jack, what's the opposite of Jack? Janet of all trades, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the opposite of Jack is. Jill, I guess. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) I like Janet though. Let's be Yeah, Janet, Miss Jackson, if you nasty. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, so uh, my name is Anna. I am the owner of Sex and Spanglish, which is my sex coaching company. Um, I hold a podcast under the same name, Sex and Spanglish. Um, And every Wednesday we have Hump Day Hot Tips, which is just like a little tip about what you can do to improve your sex life or enhance your sex life, I should say. Um, I also run a group coaching program called La Sinvergüenza Symposium. So for those of you non-Spanish speakers, it basically means like no shame symposium um the the word sinvergüenza is used in like the latino community or spanish-speaking community as like a derogatory term it's like the equivalent of like slut (laughs) in english um and so it's very derogatory it's used by your mom and your grandma and all that and basically like it's supposed to like they're like when they tell you that it's like you don't have any shame as if that is a bad thing but it's basically like you're supposed to have shame about your body about what you say and all of those things so we are reclaiming that and oh reclaiming yeah. language i love this yeah. uh, i love it so much <laughs> i love it so much um what else yeah uh oh i'm a doctoral student i almost forgot yeah i have homework so let's forget about that but yeah i'm a doctoral <laughs> student also studying um 
human sexuality education. Uh, my dissertation is going to be on sexual sexual messaging in the Latino community and how that then impacts um, pleasure amongst women or those of us that have been socialized as women in the Latino community. I love this. Like, oh, the world needs you so badly. I'm so glad that you exist and I'm so glad that Thank you're doing you. this work. Oh, Thanks. So good. So good. Um, so I... It, this isn't in the list of questions that I sent you. I'm going to ask you anyway. What okay. do you decide to become a coach? Yeah, good question. <laughs> so I don't know how coaching exists, but also I'm a Capricorn, so I'm very prepared for all things in life, like years ahead of time. So I, let's see, I was always interested in sex. And when I say that, people are like, okay, nasty. But I'm like, no, like I was interested in like, the nerdy like parts of sex like also yes sex but also very interested in like the biology and like all of the things and I'm also fascinating right yeah and I'm super interested in how the brain works and all that stuff um so I went to when I started college I actually wanted to be a forensic pathologist because I'm weird and I was like, science is stupid. Well, science isn't stupid. I take that back. I just could not do another science class. I was like, absolutely <laughs> not. That This is not life. So I changed my major and I decided to go into psychology as one does. Um, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll do therapy. I don't fucking know. And I spoke to a teacher who wasn't even my professor, actually. She was like somebody, she was another professor that I had no connection with. And she taught human sexuality education. But everybody loved her. And I was like, okay, let me talk to her. So she was like, you know, you could do sex therapy. And I was like, that's the thing. So I was at a community college and I transferred to um, CSU East Bay in California. And I was finishing my undergrad. And I was like, being an MFT sounds really white and not like my people would come and see me. And then I learned about social work and I was like, oh, you can also do therapy as a social worker. Who knew? I didn't. So I was like looking up programs and I had actually hired a life coach, but I didn't know. I was just like, okay, you're just going to give me answers. Like I had no idea what I was doing. Sure. Um, so she was like, yeah, you know, there's, there's actually this school that has like a, a dual degree program. And I'm like, say more. So I looked it up and the school that I went to Widener. Um, they have a dual degree. So you can become a social worker or get an MSW and you can also get a master's in human sexualities education. So that's what I did. And so I was on what they call like the therapy track. So technically I was studying to become a therapist. Like I could sit for the boards today. I don't want to, but I could sit to become a therapist. So I had to do training and I got hired on the, to like this nonprofit for like my internship and they do coaching there. They do like health coaching. And I was like working with the clients and I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is like so much more like laid back. And I understand that therapy can also be like laid back. And it's not like this white lab coat suit and tie type of vision that I have. Um, And I think that like, I was just like, no, this is like my space. Like I want to be in this space of like coaching. And then around that, I had been working with and like other life coaches, like along those lines, like a bunch of different ones. And then I was just like, yeah, I want to do coaching. I don't want to do therapy, but being me, I completed my master's in social work. Why got not? all the things I actually had to actually perform, 
perform therapy, practice therapy, practice, practice, strong profession, (laughs) practice therapy. Um, Yeah. So I had to practice therapy and actually did for my second internship, I had to give therapy to children and it was fine, but I don't want to diagnose. And yeah, I don't want to do that. And I was just like, no, like my vision for myself and for what I want to do is so much bigger than just therapy. Not that therapy is bad at all. People go to therapy, yeah, please, but it's not my place. It is not. Um, so I bring that therapy background into my coaching. Um, and now I'm a coach. That's what what I'm a gift for your clients. Like I am in love with this. I, I don't know how I've never actually asked you that question. <laughs> like got that story before, but I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Um, what made you decide to start your own business? Like there are many reasons that people have for doing that. Right. But like, what made you decide I'm going to do my own thing and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I think I always in some, like, even when I was like supposedly going to do therapy, I knew that I wanted to have my own business or like run some shit, whatever it was. Like, I remember it was probably like either first grade or third grade. I can't remember. But one of those. And we had to write like what we wanted to be. I don't know exactly what the exercise was, but I said I wanted to be a manager at Walmart because I was like, that's the store that I knew. But I was like, no, I'm running some shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I just knew like going into it that I wanted to like if I was going to go into therapy, I wanted to have my own private practice um so that I could do whatever I wanted and that's also partially why I went into coaching because I was like I don't want to be a therapist that doesn't accept insurance and insurance has got me fucked up I don't I don't even have my own insurance (laughs) like well I mean I do now with an employer but like I don't even like insurance having insurance is a whole thing um so yeah yeah oh god we could we could go on for days about like insurance and oh god okay um, next episode yeah exactly <laughs> fixing the system um so I love this so you decided to start your own practice what made you decide to run a group program and do it the way that you are yeah. So when I started out I actually opened my business in the pandemic because I was bored. I was like, why not? Um, You know, as one does. (laughs) So um, I started out and I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just making shit up. And I was like, I really want to have a group group coaching program. And so I didn't know what I was doing. So I didn't really sell anyone into my group coaching program. Um, But my idea behind it was that I specifically want to work with like the Latino community and specifically those of us that have been socialized as women. And we are very um, familiar, like we're very community based. We come from a like very community based um, like culture and society. Um, And I was like, this is like what they need. Like, like my people want to be in community. This is just how we do stuff. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And I then actually was working with a different business coach, not one-on-one, but it was just like, you know, like one of those evergreen theme abobs. So I did that. And I just kept hearing from not only from her, but from like other places that like, well, you should probably start with one-on-one. And that never felt right to me. Not that I don't like one-on-one, but it just never felt right for like what I want to do with my business. 
And I was like, well, maybe I'll give it a try. But I kept going back and forth. And I think that's why I had so little success, like in relation to what I wanted in the beginning was because I was like very back and forth about like what it is that I want. Like I knew what I wanted, but I was like, maybe I'm supposed to do it this way. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but I, I realized like, no, I've been coaching for years now. And the people that these, these coaches are talking to are the people that are like, have no experience whatsoever. Like I gave therapy, which is very similar to coaching, right? Like I coached clients before that. I, was doing my own self-coaching. Like my my experience and my background was entirely different than the people that they were talking to. And I was like, oh, okay, well, fuck it. I'm just going to do a group coaching program. And now I have one and I love it. And this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing or what I think I'm supposed to be doing. So that's all that matters. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I love that. I think some of the advice that is given as like blanket statements just oh, fucking sucks. And like, Yes, of course. You want to know how to fucking coach before you have a group of people that right. you're coaching. Right. But like, I mean, I essentially did the same thing when I started my coaching business. I had been coaching within the context of direct sales for years. And perhaps because I am part of the queer community and we do a lot of like chosen family and community building, maybe that's why I'm drawn to group. I, I don't know. But I just found that to work so much better. It worked so much more effectively for what I wanted to do. And so I created a group program and like, it worked so well. And that program no longer exists, but that's still what I'm doing. Yes, I have one-to-one clients, but like when you know, this is what I'm drawn to, this is what I want to be doing. And you hear advice that's contrary to that. It can be really confusing and really disorienting. So yeah, totally. Of course, it was like a kind of a fucked up experience when you were like, oh, I want to do this, but they say I should do this. Ah, like that sucks. But I'm so glad that you ultimately landed with this group program because I think it's fucking beautiful. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I am delighted for every single one of your clients to have you serving in that role. Ah, love it. (laughs) So. We talked a little bit about who your program is for, but is there any other information that you want to share about who your program is for and maybe even who your program is not for? Yeah, definitely. So I only serve, so like I basically market to Latina women. However, you don't have to be a Latina to join. There is the caveat that you have to have been socialized as a woman. So whatever that means to you, more than happy to have you. However, it's not going to make much sense if you come in and you were socialized as a male. So just do with that what you will. Um, So yeah, so it's open to anyone that has been socialized as a woman. There are very like specific things that like if you don't speak Spanish, for example, and you come into my program, like I'm not going to be coaching you in Spanish. That's, you know, but I will use words with other people where that language resonates with them. So there may be a time where like I have I think all my clients speak Spanish now that I think about it, but I coach in mostly English, but there may be times that I use words or like cultural references that maybe people that are non-Latino will maybe not understand. I actually have one woman who I think you actually know her. I won't use her name on here, but (laughs) we'll discuss later. You know who she is. Anyway, she is not Latina. She is very immersed in the culture though and things like that. So, and she does speak Spanish, but I imagine that like, she's just like, yeah, I understand that. And also this doesn't necessarily resonate with me, 
but it works, right? Because like sex is sex. And the reason why I use all these cultural references is because in my mind, it's specific socialization that we got in addition to the socialization that we get from like the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way that I talk about it is that we're like duly socialized. So we're socialized as like Americans and then we're socialized as like Latinas in Latino households. And so it's like a double socialization, whereas someone that comes in that's maybe not Latina will maybe not have that experience or maybe they come from a different country or a family that comes from a different country. Like maybe they were born here, but they come from a family of a different country. And I think they can definitely recognize that like, maybe I have, you know, values of some other system of another culture, maybe another religion even, right? That's like a non-dominant kind of thing. And now I'm here in the United States that is very white, very Christian. And these are what I, this is what I'm being told I'm supposed to do. So how do I manage the two and decide what it is that I want to do? Mm-hmm. So that was a very long winded answer. And I hope it answered your question. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> and it's so valuable to have a space that is dedicated to the way you were socialized. Mm-hmm. And like, I think of, um, I mean, I'm white. So like when I have clients who, how I relate to this personally is when I have clients who are not native English speakers, but I'm coaching them. I'm not going to coach them in a different language because I don't fucking speak a different language. I'm like barely duolingoing it with French right now. (laughs) And (laughs) I studied French for seven years back in the day. So it's like a little refresher, but like, oh, oh, um, And so when I am coaching somebody who's not a native English speaker and they're trying to describe like an emotional state that makes sense to them in a word that I don't understand, I don't fucking care that I don't understand it because it needs to apply to them. Like whatever Mm -hmm. language works for you, whatever context works for you is what you need to... I don't know, have, I guess, have available to you. Mm -hmm. And so when your community members have you knowing that language, knowing that cultural context, knowing all of that and being able to reference it for them, that's so fucking valuable. So valuable. I don't know that there is, I don't know that there's a price tag you can put on that. I really don't. And so often when we're coached by somebody who doesn't have the same lived experience as us and they're using words that maybe don't quite resonate in the same mm-hmm. way, then there can be a disconnect and there can be a, almost a source of shame of like, Oh, you don't get what I'm saying. So maybe what I'm saying doesn't make sense. And like mm-hmm. that fucking sucks. And so the fact that you are there for your community with that knowledge base and that background, fucking amazing like amazing I love this I uh, <laughs> I love that you exist thanks <laughs> uh, so okay you've been part of the selling you community since October Sorry. I think so I was trying to remember one of those what around there say ish so <laughs> <laughs> that works um, how has this experience differed from other programs that you have seen or been part of. So you mentioned like an evergreen situation before, like what's mm-hmm. different? Yeah. So I feel like 
it's not like a it's not formulaic in the sense that like this is a step by step like I felt like there was a step by step for each person and so it was like very unique in that sense it was almost as if it was a formula that was adaptable to whoever and so like I don't know. I'm thinking of like a hat or something like an analogy, like, okay, you put on this hat and it morphs into whatever you and your business needs. It's kind of like how I feel like uh, selling you is. It's like, there's not like this basic formula that you have to then apply to every single person. It's like, no, it morphs into what you need it to be. Um, I feel like I sounded really dirty right now. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> like, it morphs into like what you need it to be. And so I was like, oh yeah, I don't like, I can never picture me coming in for coaching or asking you a question and you're like well the the community the coaching community or sales community or whatever says this so you know you might not want to do that um and like I think there's a fine line between like providing facts of like these are like statistically this is kind of what happens and what do you want to do given that information versus just like this is what it is kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting to me when, um, I have seen coaches dictate that the coaching community has X, Y, and Z rules when like coaching's unregulated. Who, who's, who's making those rules? What do do you mean? (laughs) Yeah. And also, like, it's my, like, are you paying my bills? Because I mean, if you want to pay my bills, then I will listen to you. Absolutely. (laughs) So, like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But you're not, so. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Um, I love this. Okay, so what else do I want to ask you? There's so many questions that I want to ask you, but, like, (laughs) keeping it to the the premise of this particular podcast episode. Let's see. How can I make this applicable in your, okay, no, this, here's what, here's what I'm going to ask. Here's what I'm going to ask. Okay. Walk me through your program. What does it look like on the inside for somebody who is like, um, you exist. I think I need you in my life, please. And thank you. What are they going to get whenever they, whenever they join? And also, Operation Orgasm. Tell me about that afterwards. (laughs) Okay. Group and then Operation Orgasm. Yes. Okay. So with my group, um, I am currently in the process of creating sex ed modules. So they're the like short little like snippets where like you're getting like basic hygiene and like other stuff about sex. Like, oh, oh, this is breaking news that I completely forgot to tell you. So your audience is hearing first. Uh, my friend works as a sex educator for Planned Parenthood, and I can talk about birth control and SDIs, but one, I want to pay my friend. And also, that's her every day. So it's at the top of her head. I don't have to think about it. Like, I'm just going to delegate it to her. So she's going to come in and give like an in-depth um, video workshop thingy on STIs and on birth control and the different types and the pros and cons and all of the things. So super exciting. Oh my God. Um, <gasps> isn't it so good? Yeah. I and I'm this. like, I'm like, I know these things and also you're the expert. So have at it. 
Um, so I am doing videos on like different positionings and positions and why they might be better for certain people than others. Um, talking about like props, talking about toys, talking about hygiene, like a lot of basic sex education that no one got. So there's that. And those are like a free for all. You can, you know, access them whenever you want. Um, and then you also have the opportunity to be like, Hey, can we talk about this? And I will make a video on it for you. So it's a very like, whatever you want to know, let me know and I will create it for you. Um, we also have weekly coaching calls. And so you can get on and get coached on literally anything. I think a lot of my clients are like, can I own when they first join at least, can I only talk about sex? I don't know if this is sex related. Like I coached a client last week on getting her butt to the gym because she wanted to go to the gym. Like it's all relative. I coached one of my other clients about her daughter has like the severe phobia of like going to the dentist. We talked about that. And the reason why we do that, because some of my clients are like, why the fuck are we talking about this? Because it's all relative. Like if you're stressed out, both financially or emotionally, whatever it is about whatever, you're not going to be able to fully relax. Like when you go to have sex, you're not going to want to have sex, right? You're going to be blowing up at your partner if you don't know how to process your emotions, which then impacts your sex life, right? Like all the things. So we talk about it all. And then um, there's also opportunities for one-on-one, like if that's something that you're interested in, that's like something that is only available if you're in my group. Um, We also have an anonymous button now. So I feel like it's like the anonymous like sex coach box in junior high that you like, you ask a question. And so that's available. It's so fun. I love it. I'm obsessed. Um, (laughs) It's a little like finicky. And so I'm like telling people like, make sure you press the anonymous if you don't want people to know. But it's so fun. I love it. Um, What else? Oh, I'm also currently in the process of creating models. They're not out yet, but they will be. Um, And they are going to be specifically about socialization and how that relates to sex. So if you grew up I'm specifically talking about Latino households, but I imagine this is relative to many individuals of like communities of color and probably of like basically non-cis white folk households. (laughs) So whatever that means for you, (laughs) non-Christian households or maybe even Christian households, who knows? So um, yeah, all the things. And it's basically talking about socialization and like nuanced things. So like... um, the like gender roles and how that impacts sex talking about like the role that your mom had the role that your dad had like what was expected of them and how that actually impacts you even though you weren't the one being the dad or being the brother or whoever it was um I'm talking about like the elderly because in my community at least that is super um like respect your elders and like it's like it should be this beautiful thing but it's not it can be, but it's also not at the same time. So talking about that and how that impacts um, how we're always supposed to be up and cooking and cleaning and doing things as women and how that impacts your sex life. But basically the things that you don't think impact your sex life that are impacting your sex life. That's what we talk about. Everything impacts your sex life. I'm so glad that you're making this. Oh my God. I'm Thanks. so excited. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So good. Um, Okay. So operation orgasm. Tell me about that. Oh yeah. I almost forgot. I got so excited by my program that I forgot. So so in operation orgasm, I teach what I call the anatomy of the orgasm, which is not the sex toys. It's not like the perfect penis or like whatever the hell else Vogue or Cosmopolitan, I guess is the magazine that is telling you all of these things. It's literally three things. 
So it's relaxation, it's communication, and understanding your body. Those are literally the only three things that you need in order to have an orgasm. And so we take like a deep dive into that. And so each day we talk about one of the pillars. And so it's like this whole presentation that I teach you all about. And there's nice little cute little slides and flow charts and all the things. Um, But then you also get the opportunity to ask questions and get coaching afterwards. And then there's some people that are like, this is enough. This is way more information than I can handle at one time. And that's totally fine. And there are other people that are like, hey, I want extra support. And, you know, can I have it? So I've actually added this round. I'm actually adding um, tiered options. So you can get like extra support. Like the first tier, you get like a pleasure journal. So it's similar to like a headache journal, but it's basically tracking your pleasure. So you can notice like, oh, this actually creates pleasure for me. And this doesn't. So I'm going to do more of this and less of this and that kind of thing. Um, The second tier, you get a one-on-one coaching call. And then the third tier, you get 30 days of like written coaching from me. So like as much or as little coaching as your little heart desires. Um, And then you get a one-on-one coaching call before the 30 days and one after the 30 days. So kind of like to wrap it all up in a nice little bow. Um, And it's a great opportunity, especially for those that are like, I would love to do your coaching program. And right now it's not financially um, like feasible for me. Like it's 469 for the 30 days of support and you get two one-on-one coaching calls and three like deep dives into the anatomy of the orgasm. Like that could last you all year while you save up for my group. (laughs) Like let's get started now. Oh my God. This is so good. This is so good. Like, We've talked about this, but we've not talked about like this. And I'm so much more excited about it than I ever have been. (laughs) Love, love, love. Okay. So how is your business feminist as fuck? Oh, where do I start? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I do not tell people what to do. I give it back to them. They do whatever they want. I do tell so I am like the giver of information so if you come to me telling me you have a problem and it's not actually a problem because what you're telling me is like factually incorrect I will correct you Mm -hmm. however all of my clients have authority over what they do like what they want to do I am giving them back their power metaphorically speaking because y'all already have it But letting them know that like, no, like you get to decide and you don't have to feel like shit for choosing what you want. Like I always tell them there's many hills that I will die on and you can die on as many hills as you want and not feel bad about it. Um, (laughs) There's that. Um, I'm also I also plan to make a shit ton of money so that I can give back to my community and also be an example of, you know, what it is to make money as as someone that comes from apparently the lowest paid population in the United States, but I will not be that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The reason, part of the reason why I'm doing my doctoral program is so that my clients can see that like, oh, there's actually someone that is talking about sex that looks like me or is in like potentially, I don't know, teaching like at a professor level. Like I've only had three, um, I three or four. We'll say four because I'm going to be generous, but like four professors in my entire college. I've been going to college since 2007. We're in 2023. I've only had three or four college professors that were Latina. And so I'm like, no, this is not okay. And many of my clients have kids that plan on going to college. Maybe they're not, but they have kids that I'm like, so like, I want to show them like, no, this is possible. 
And yeah, that's one way. (laughs) I love everything about this. So I guess my last question is just like, where do we find you, Anna? Yeah. So basically you can find me anywhere on the web. I play on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, I have my podcast, um, Sex and Spanglish. So that's Spanglish, not Spanish. Um, you can literally find me anywhere. If you just Google my name, you will find me. But yeah, I'm on all the socials. I, Twitter as well. I think I forgot that one. But I'm mostly on Instagram. I also welcome questions. So if y'all have questions about like sex, like I don't bite, I promise. <laughs> so like, ask away. I have plenty of people that ask me questions all the time. And it's, it's so cute because they'll ask me a question. And then a couple months later, they're like, DM me an update. And I think it's like warms my heart so much. Oh. Um, And I, I think I want to say all of my clients, except for one, they're, they're straight. They just happen to be straight, or at least as far as I know. Um, And they're also also cisgendered as far as I know. But I have this one trans woman that has been messaging me since like way back in 2020. And she like randomly updates me and she's like, slowly but surely like having sex with men because that was her desire. And I'm like, you're trusting me like I'm not I was like, are you sure? I'm cis and heterosexual. (laughs) But it's so, I love her so much. And yeah, it's just so cute that she like trusts me to talk to me. But yeah, I I welcome all the questions. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. I love it. So Sex and Spanglish is the stuff, is that your website as well? Yeah. So I currently just have my link tree, but it's sex and Spanglish, but it has all the things. And that's how you can register for Operation Orgasm, how you can register for my program. But all any link that you find in any social media bio of mine, that is where you find all the goodies in that link. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Anna. First of all, for existing and building this beautiful program (laughs) for the world. And second of all, for sharing your time with me this evening. Of course. Uh, I love it.